I know, I know. It's been a while and I said I'd post earlier, but I haven't. That's my bad. I'm really sorry. Um, but I did the Instagram poll and I just looked at it. And you guys said that you wanted me to post episodes on Wednesdays. So for the following whenever, I'll be posting episodes on Wednesday. So several things before we get to today's episode. One is that there is a leak and Roe v. Wade is getting drafted to be overturned. It is supposedly that Roe v. Wade will be overturned by this summer. I'll be posting some information facts resources on my instagram and possibly on my tiktok as well but you guys should be researching about this because this is a really big important thing secondly systemic racism is systemic not systematic it is systemic which means that it is ingrained into practically everything we do um somebody asked me the other day can you explain to me how me eating breakfast is racist and Honestly, I couldn't just say, oh, like you eating breakfast itself is racist, but I can say, where are you getting your food from? Where are you eating? Are you eating in a gated community? Because that can, that's rooted in systemic racism. That's rooted in a lot of things and systemic racism is the big thing. So just to put that out there because a lot of you guys really need to hear that. Lastly, on a lighter note, um, I sell divination readings and now I'm starting to sell my witchy boxes again. My divination readings, you can contact me through TikTok, Instagram, um, Snapchat, Discord, uh, and I sell tarot, oracle, and pendulum readings. Uh, They are really affordable, so please go check those out. As for my witchy boxes, they are personalized to you. They're priced differently based off of your personalization and shipping because shipping is very expensive, Um, but please go check those out as well. Also, mind my extra nasally voice because number one allergy season has come back on my campus in full force. Uh, But today's episode is a semi-new topic where I'm going to start and talk about mental health. I'm going to talk about like the importance of self-care, what mental health is to me, stigmas and stereotypes, and then some disorders. With that being said, the Oxford Dictionary definition of mental health is a person's condition with regard to their psychological and emotional well-being. So, a lot of people think that mental illness and mental health can be used interchangeably. I know a ton of people that use those two words interchangeably and it really irks me because those two things are not the same. If you search up mental illness, um, one of the things that will pop up are lists of mental disorders, most common types. When you search it up, depression is going to show up, anxiety is going to show up, bipolar might show up, uh, ADHD is a really big common one, um, probably like short-term memory or dementia, and then the people also ask on Google, which is like, what does mentally ill mean? What are the five signs of mental illness? What is a mentally ill person called? And mental health, a lot of things that will come up then is self-care. What can I do to take care of myself? Why am I going into this state of depression? How can I fix my mental health? I like to think of mental health as like an umbrella term or not even an umbrella term, but more like of a gateway to other things. So like your mental health can lead to 
mental illness. Having a bad mental health can lead to mental illness. Um, Having a good mental health can lead to self-awareness. Things like that. However, a lot of mental disorders are genetic. They aren't someone's fault. They aren't someone's um, karma. They, it's just how you are. Everybody's different. Um, which is why self-care is really important. Um, self-care is defined as the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health. Self-care doesn't just mean physical and it doesn't just mean mental health. It just means taking care of yourself. Um, self-care can look like taking a mental health day off from school, off of work, um, journaling, meditating, or like practicing mindfulness, which I know I don't like mindfulness either. So it is not for everyone. Uh, listening to music, taking a shower, drawing, painting, just talking to yourself, talking to like a therapist or someone that's willing to listen to you. Um, organizing your altar or a bookshelf, watching TV, um, also looking at pictures of puppies and videos of puppies because that is the number one thing I do in my time. Also note when I say talking to like a best friend, you're also asking them to talk to them because not everybody is in the mental and like headspace to listen to you trauma dump to listen to you talk about your issues because they can be going through stuff as well that doesn't mean that your relationship should be one-sided it just means that everyone is going through things and you have to take that into account which brings me to my next topic which i love talking about which is stigmas and stereotypes because a lot of people don't even know what's there it's in the media like your doctor's office how some people learn um their practice um these people that we call our doctors midwives pediatricians therapists psychologists all have biases that they have used at one point or another within their practice whether it's when you bring up a disorder you're curious about and your therapist shuts it down by saying how bad it is or that the doctor in the er who won't prescribe you painkillers because black women have higher pain tolerances or you look like someone who's on drugs um Personality disorders have a lot of stigma, as do people on the autism spectrum or any neurodevelopmental disorder. And then especially invisible disabilities like PTSD, which PTSD isn't always invisible, but it's not 100% visible to everyone, especially if you've dealt with it for many years and have learned to, quote, control it or hide it or take care of it. Some stigmas that you definitely um would have heard of or stereotypes i should say are that people with um antisocial personality disorder are all psychopaths that's just not true and is also just a very outdated term when talking about people with antisocial personality disorder or like watching the movie split which that man was just on demon time let's just say that because now people automatically assume that people with the id are crazy or that they all have Um, at least one bad alter that wants to do these things, which is not true at all. Disassociative identity disorder is from severe trauma, usually during childhood, that starts um, at birth or like at a very young age and continues on. If a person with disassociative is upset or angry, 
it's probably because you triggered them. That doesn't mean that they have the right to be angry at you and hurt your feelings. However, it doesn't mean that you get to stereotype them and say, oh, you're angry because you have disassociated, you have multiple people in your head and you have a crazy alter. That's just not true. And perpetuating these stigmas and these stereotypes is the reason why we still have them. Also, getting a second opinion when it comes to the DSM is a great thing because there are a lot of people that get diagnosed with schizophrenia that just end up having disassociative identity disorder. And I know a lot of people are going to say, well, DID is very rare. Yes, it may be rare, or it can also just be that a lot of people can't be diagnosed. They cannot afford it. They're not, um, quote, worthy of the aid they can get to um, get a diagnosis. And even if it is rare, that's still what a lot of people there's over 7 billion people in this world so for it to be so rare that there's only one percent of um the world that's still what like close to a hundred million people another thing is that self-diagnosis is the reason why people can get future diagnoses diagnoses by doctors in the future because Without researching your symptoms and realizing this is not normal or this is a normal for me, but this is not how it should be for me, is how people end up going to the doctors. A lot of people have this stigma around self-diagnosers where, oh, they're just looking for attention. But if that's also the case, maybe you should think about why this person is looking for attention instead of just dismissing them and saying, stop being extra. But... As you can see now, a lot of people that are self-diagnosing are usually just, oh, I know I have this, I know I have that. Based off of these things, based off of all the research I have done, I have put my symptoms down, I have done the work. Like, a doctor is still a person too. They can get diagnosis, diagnoses wrong. The DSM caters to a certain person, to white people, to white boys. Like ADHD, it caters to little white boys in the sense that little little white girls or little black girls, little girls of color, they have different ways of expressing their hyperactivity. They have different ways of masking and they are much heavier maskers than say a little white boy because he doesn't have to experience systemic racism and the patriarchy and misogyny on top of other things, which is also why I made a TikTok a little while ago saying how a lot of black people have PTSD from the racism they experience on a daily basis. Systemic racism is systemic. It means that it is our entire system. Our entire system was built from the ground on racism by black and native slaves. There are so many things to account for that the DSM, one, it can't all fit into the DSM, but also, the people creating the DSM aren't going to consider this high enough priority to add into the DSM. Although, if that is the case, there should just be at least a subtitle, a note, a something that says, one, the criteria for each person is going to be different. These are just averages. And yes, there are some, but when people say these are just averages, they don't account for people of color. They're just saying, based on the um, same group of people that we tested, if you are, if you fit into the same criteria as them, but have a symptom different, that's okay. 
that's fine. We need to have more research on these topics. We need to have more um, awareness brought to these topics, especially in the black community, in the black female community, in the Hispanic community, in the Asian community, in the LGBTQ community, because these things are what impact us. Our mental health is how it defines our day, how it defines our week, our month, our year, our mental health, our mindset, our mindset infects our mental health. If our mindset isn't in the right place because of outside factors, then our mental health can't be into the right place, which is why we develop depression, which is why we develop anxiety. Far worse than what we are already going through. And these things just pile up and pile up and we don't take breaks. We don't have self-care because we're never taught these things. And finally, we break and we turn to something that is not great, like an addiction like drugs like alcohol like gambling and then the list the the cycle continues the cycle this cycle can be found in many different things like systemic racism oppression ableism homophobia misogyny the patriarchy the united states spain everywhere it is not this cycle is not just placed in this one area. It is placed in this area based off of the other factors around us. Our world is based off of each other, off of its surrounding, its environment. If so much as the governor that we want, that we voted for is having a bad mental health day, that affects how they run. And then that affects if we even want to vote for them, which means that a person that we do not want in office comes into office and then it affects a smaller community. And that smaller community affects the growing community, which are the children, the people that are growing up, which see these things and internalize it and repeat the cycle again. And now I'm out of breath. <laughs> But my point still stands and it's something that you guys should really take into consideration when doing anything in life. Well, y'all, that's all I have. So we're going to wrap it up. Um, a shout out to the No Internal Monologue podcast who had me on their podcast about two weeks ago. So you guys should go check that out because it was a really fun episode to make with them. And shout out to my friend Amanda because she's freaking awesome and I love her. Also, I pulled two cards for you for the collective, one for my crystal deck and one for my tarot deck. Um, for the crystal deck, I got selenite and I was going to read the back of it because why not? It's uses. Selenite attracts love and invites harmony, especially in romantic relationships. It enhances the power of imagination, promotes tranquility, and offers spiritual rejuvenation. Selenite cleanses and amplifies the energies of other stones. And from my tarot deck, I got the magician, which I'll just give you guys some keywords so you guys can search it up yourself and research. Um, it means manifestation, power, inspired action, resourcefulness. Um, and I'll let you guys do the rest by searching it up um, and make sure to cross-reference as well. So have a nice day, you guys. Remember to eat something and drink something today. And that's all.